Well, for me, I'm looking forward to Canelo versus Smith coming up um, at the end of December. I think it's the biggest fight in the calendar. Yes, we do have Joshua and Pulev this weekend, but Canelo, when Canelo fights, you know, it's uh, it's one of those big events. And the best part is that it's not on pay-per-view, which, I mean, the fans have been fleeced lately, right? I mean, you look at um, all the things that have been going on with the Jones and Tyson. Yes, it was entertaining, you know. And the uh, Spence and Garcia, yes, it was entertaining, you know. But it's like during these times especially and one pay-per-view after another. Now, Kevin, I get that they can't make the money in a lot of cases with no fans in attendance in a lot of cases, some cases we do have attendance, but uh, like we did last weekend, we had, we had attendance and it was still on pay-per-view. So here we go. Getting fleeced by the fans, the zone, you know, cool. Finally, a really good fight. Um, my thoughts is that, you know, look at what Canelo's done recently, man. I mean, running through different weight classes, you know uh, what was it back in November of 2019 when he, laid out Sergey Kovalov and before that, you know, he yeah, got a unanimous decision against Jacobs. I know. Let, let me cut you off there. So that fight with Kovalov was kind of um how how, how would you say this? He dropped a missile on his head. It was it was it was smoking that fight was smoking mirrors to me and, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, Kovalov was coming off a very difficult fight against uh, Anthony Yard, where uh, he almost got knocked out, and then Yard just ran out of gas and got and got KO'd. And then they signed that fight. I think Kovalov didn't even have any time to actually um, get any rest in between the fights. That's great matchmaking on behalf of Canelo. Yeah. So that was one of those <laughs> where – and then Kovalov kind of fought in a very defensive manner the whole time. I mean, Kovalov used to be considered just like – a killer. And then all of a sudden, he's fighting Canelo, a naturally smaller guy, and he's just sitting there throwing jabs. I mean, I never saw him throw a right hand um, at all. I mean, no, the there was no fight. right hand at all so in that fight. That was... I, I wouldn't... Uh, Smith, I think, is going to be a more formidable opponent. The only problem with Smith, Smith is in a similar situation um, to Kovalov. Hasn't had a whole lot of time to prepare. I heard he's been in the gym for... Um, anticipating that he was going to get this payday along with probably five or six other fighters. So we don't know how much he's been in the gym, but according to his team, he's been in the gym, he's been training. Um, so he's going to come in prepared, but he's kind of one of those oppo opponents where he's very tall, he's very lanky, and Canelo throws those vicious body shots. Um, he's gotten better as far as, um, you know, using those earmuff defense. He comes in there and... Um, you know, he knows how to duck and slip. And Smith's last fight against John Ryder, I mean, he, he just looked terrible to me. So if you had to ask me who's going to win, I mean, well, well, you know, if it goes to the scorecards, I mean, you know who's going to win. So, But but anyways, like, give, give me your thoughts, John. Well, you know, I, I think Canelo has been doing a great job of late, like I said, going back and forth between weight classes, showing explosive power, taking on names. I mean, if you look at – you know, the battery of work over the past few years, whether it's Kovalov, Jacobs, uh, Golovkin twice, you know, uh, there, there's been guys there, of course, uh, Miguel Cotto, you got to give props to that. You know, that that goes back a ways, but still it was uh, 
an impressive victory. Now, for Callum Smith to break him down, guys, it's like you look at the last fight with John Ryder. It was okay. Um, you know, he didn't look impressive. Some people actually thought that Smith lost the fight. Styles makes fights. But then if you look at the prior uh, two fights in, in front of that, including a big victory over George Groves, who obviously has seen better days, but whatever, they were KOs. Um, the guy has power. Like you said, Kev, he has size. He comes, Callum Smith does, from a fighting family. He comes from a family that boxes, and some are better than others. Not every – there's always going to be runts in the litter, and I'm not going to name the names. But the bottom line is is that this guy comes from fighting. Um He's in the biggest opportunity of his life. There's no doubt about it. The biggest stage ever. Well, well, He's got well, plus, well plus, John, um, he actually uh, – his brother fought Canelo, so he's actually probably right. had some time to at least study him quite a bit over right. time. So, and it's almost like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, like, you beat up my brother, now I must get revenge. <laughs> That's kind of like what it is. Movies in a long time. Is, that, is that how he talks? No, he, how he talks is more like in Double Impact. Never in my life would I ever wear black silk underwear. Sounded <laughs> more like uh, Drago to me, but anyway, <laughs> I always sound Russian for some reason. And then sometimes I go like Leprechaun, and it's weird. And Irish, it's I'm all over the place. The only thing I could do really good is Italian over here. <laughs> but um. I think that, you know, Callum Smith, he's also unbeaten. He's got a decent knockout percentage. Uh, it should be interesting. I think this is the one of the better, more lively opponents for, like you it's mentioned. Definitely, um, it's definitely interesting to me. The, the only issue I have is he just hasn't fought a whole lot of world-class opposition. So oh, yeah. Uh, George Groves, but but we know George Groves, he, you know, he's he got knocked out twice. I mean. Mm-hmm. viciously uh, the second time against Carl Ferrox. That first fight was kind of an early stoppage. He looked really good then, but he's kind of had his ups and downs uh, in his career. If and, you uh, could pull time. that up on the screen, that'd be amazing for people to see, like, oh, wow. <laughs> his legs sprawled out. I mean, I don't I don't mean to put you at extra work over there, but that that is uh, the, oh, the way he throat. fell over his knee, his leg. It, oh, my God. Like, look at this. Like Amanda Stewart would say, you know, look at it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so it's but, – but besides um, George Groves, I mean, can you really name any legitimate no. world-class opponents? So, I mean, I, no. sometimes I, I feel some of these guys – I mean, I, I don't know how many fights what, – what his record is, but I believe he has about 20-something fights. He's really fought too many top fighters, so – He's at 27 and 0 with 19 KOs, but like you said, there there is no top fighter um, outside of you know George Groves, who at the time wasn't a top fighter. Uh, but you know, respect and, and to George has, Groves. But has he ever fought? Has he ever fought in the United States? Or uh, I believe this fight is going to be in uh, Texas. Uh, this fight coming up is going to be in Texas, yeah, San Antonio. And has he ever fought in the states? Yeah, he fought at the Garden. Once before, uh, Hasim Nagandu, uh, Nagam rather, and that that's really the extent. I mean, most of it's UK. He, he's traveled across. I'm going through his record right now. Um, he's traveled across the pond uh, once before. I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's not a big stage to zone. There's a lot of factors into that. That's a great point. Like, how often did you fight in America? But it's weird because 
how much of a crowd do we know about? Because, you know, it's like the thing about traveling to another country is not only like how well do you acclimate or how well do you settle in? And it's also how well do the people perceive you and receive you? So if he's in an arena that's empty, which I don't think it will be, I'm, I'm just throwing I out my... I think there's going to be fans there, but I think right. that part of the issue is, especially with this pandemic going on, there's so many restrictions and weird rules now, so... Um, you, you don't even know what the hell to do anymore when you go out. At a specific time, then they're going to put him in some type of bubble environment that's going to probably make <laughs> him very uncomfortable. I just, I mean, yeah. to me, it's like the deck is already was stacked against him if there was no pandemic. And now there's the pandemic. I, I just don't see uh, very many advantages for him here. I mean, his boxing mm -hmm. ability, his punching power um, are definitely advantages that he has, his reach and his height. But if Canelo could handle somebody with the punching power of a Gennady Golovkin, I, I don't think Smith is going to mm -mm. really present anything that he hasn't seen before. And then obviously he fought Sergey Kovalov, who is, you know, a, a taller, rangier guy with punching power, obviously a guy kind of on the back end of his career. But, uh, but I think that obviously makes. Um, oh, that's a great point. Canelo you know, his punch resistance. Fight. So, I mean, he's probably at this point. Even in, including uh, in the gym, he's seen everything. So I don't, I don't think Smith is going to present anything that's going to make him all that uncomfortable. Um, the punch resistance, absolutely. You know, and and, and he's seen it all. He faced Mayweather. I mean, he learned a lot because I mean, we saw Canelo adapt and change after that. And then obviously there was some, you know, questionable, you know, wins that he got against like Israel and Lara was one of them. But you know. Uh, he, he's so shown growth. Just, it's, it's great that you brought that up. Uh, that's like invaluable experience, you know, fighting a guy that is so difficult to fight, a, a boxer mover, when you're somebody who likes to come forward and, you know, throw body shots and you got a guy that's basically, um, you basically got to chase him down, you know, it's like the, uh, the hare and the rabbit, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and speaking oh, about sorry, the tortoise in the hair, I'm sorry. There you go. No, I, I got it. Uh, the thing is, um, with Canelo, I think he'll win this fight. I know that he's had great training and sparring. I happen to know someone on a very personal level, a fighter, Ronald Ellis, who's actually Ronald's going to fight this weekend on Showtime uh, coming out of Connecticut. Um the broadcast will be he's a super middleweight fighter he's also a sparring partner and stablemate of canelo and uh you know he's gonna be taking on matev korobov which uh i'm looking forward to because that's a hell of a test for my boy ronald and kev let me just tell you about my boy ronald like his record 17 and one two draws he got 11 ko's he, here's a guy that is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the sport of boxing he's a family man he's mad cool um funny and he comes from a great stable of awesome people. We're talking, hangs out around Buddy McGirt, uh, Rachel Charles, uh, Sheer Management. And I'm not getting paid to say this, people. These are just people I love. And I've embraced them. I've become great friends with them. I've actually uh, interviewed a lot of fighters from that stable. And Kevin, let me tell you something. This is what boxing needs more. These people are like a family. They go shopping at Target together. They go hiking together. They all go running together. They do things together. They have holiday dinners together. Like, that is what made Mike Tyson Mike Tyson with Customato. 
Um, you know, Emmanuel Stewart, when he took in fighters and pretty much adopted them like their their sons, this is what the sport really needs. Um, and less of the other side of the sport where it's like social media and negativity and blaming promoters or managers. Like, these are good people that are involved in the sport. So props to Ronald. I know you're going to kick ass on Saturday night, brother. I'll be on my show next week. Um, and hopefully I have Rachel on and a lot of other fighters from that stable because these guys are taking over um, because they got the right head and the right approach. Family. Family is everything. We're John. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely um, looking forward to see how, how he does uh, this fight. Um, I'm not too familiar with him, but he's obviously an upcoming guy and he's somebody that you know pretty well. And, you know, uh, we, we wish him all the best. Um, would, would, and definitely it's a good platform. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward oh, to yeah. getting some of these old guys out and these new guys in. And um, I think with boxing, I think the problem is we really want to build these guys. But, for example, um, I was just kind of looking at his record. I think he was, what, 17-1-2? That's correct, yeah. People nowadays, you see a guy with one loss and a couple of draws, and they want to write him off. I think we really need to put things in perspective, give guys opportunities. Um, if you fight good fighters, I was looking at a guy on box rec uh, earlier today and the guy was 22 wins and 21 losses. And when I looked at the, the 21 losses out of the 21 losses of probably about like 18 of them were against undefeated guys. And he probably went uh, the distance with all those guys. <laughs> so, in boxing, sometimes people can be like, actually, like a great fighter, and they would act. So mm-hmm. if that guy fought forty stiffs, he'd be forty and zero. But he actually fought twenty really good, solid prospects. Probably lost all of them, like very, you know, competitively. And now he's twenty-two and twenty, so that makes him look like it's the most unforgiving sport. Yeah, it's just, it's just really ridiculous. It's like um. In this sport, if you don't have the right connections, you can kind of be relegated to a certain position. Some fighters are okay with just coming in there like, okay, um, I'm a solid opponent. They kind of get in the opponent mindset. They're there to get a check. They're going to do just enough not to win the fight, but people need to put things in perspective. Um, There's a lot of great fighters who don't have shiny, glossy records, and that's the product of uh, matchmaking, the product of who's kind of in your corner, who's managing your career. Um, and sometimes you see big upsets because sometimes people overlook those kind of guys. You know, there, there's a, a fighter um, you're probably familiar with. I'm trying to remember his name who gave every fighter a tough fight. I'm, I'm trying to remember what his name is. Uh, Darnell Boone. You, you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Similar type of guy. So when you see these upcoming guys, you see them have a loss or two. Don't write them off. No. Look at guys like Mickey Ward. And and give give me, uh, help me out here, the drunken master, Augustus. Yeah. Like, you know, they they put you through hell. And and that's like, you know, I think what Danny Garcia is going to be, but I don't think he's going to be that capable, you know, to bookend that. Um, I don't think Danny's going to be that guy. Like, if you went and saw – like towards the end of the career, like you're facing Orlando Salido at his end of his career, you're still going through hell because you know that that guy only knows how to fight one way. 
And whether he's got it that night or not, he's still going to bring it, and he's going to see what you have and what you don't have. So you better bring what you have to face a guy like that. So those type of guys that we're mentioning um, are certainly guys that are really, really tough to take out. Also, talking about bookends, the thing with Canelo – um, I love the way he's uh, just he has a hybrid now of different styles, versatility. He's got a great jab, awesome reflexes. His defense has certainly improved. He's got that explosive missile right hand that he likes to, you know, throw out there. What I like about Canelo, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, and uh, this is an observation I have, is that Canelo will do things very traditionally and fundamentally. He'll do a double jab. He'll do some body shots. He'll throw a lot of straight shots, maybe some looping to the body, but not much to the head. But every once in a while, he'll just check and see if you're paying attention to an overhand right, which is like a barroom brawl shot, if you guys don't know the, the, the term. And he does that at the right time. And that, to me, shows intelligence and, and a setup in his plan. I study this man. I wanted to hate him for a lot of reasons, being the whole clambuterol and whatever, you know. Uh, but he's definitely earned my respect. And if you look at his method to his madness, there is certainly a method to his madness. 